Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dana. It's a pleasure to have you here. It is March 12th, and we will be reading paragraphs 550 through 557 today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The coming of God's kingdom means the defeat of Satan's. If it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Jesus' exorcisms free some individuals from the domination of demons. They anticipate Jesus' great victory over the ruler of this world. The kingdom of God will be definitively established through Christ's cross. God reigned from the wood. The keys of the kingdom. From the beginning of his public life, Jesus chose certain men, twelve in number, to be with him and to participate in his mission. He gives the twelve a share in his authority and sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal. They remain associated forever with Christ's kingdom, for through them he directs the church. As my Father appointed a kingdom for me, so do I appoint for you that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon Peter holds the first place in the college of the twelve. Jesus entrusted a unique mission to him. Through a revelation from the Father, Peter had confessed, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Our Lord then declared to him, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Christ, the living stone, thus assures his church, built on Peter, of victory over the powers of death. Because of the faith he confessed, Peter will remain the unshakable rock of the church. His mission will be to keep this faith from every lapse and to strengthen his brothers in it. Jesus entrusted a specific authority to Peter. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The power of the keys designates authority to govern the house of God, which is the church. Jesus, the good shepherd, confirmed this mandate after his resurrection. Feed my sheep. The power to bind and loose connotes the authority to absolve sins to pronounce doctrinal judgments, and to make disciplinary decisions in the church. Jesus entrusted this authority to the church through the ministry of the apostles, and in particular, through the ministry of Peter, the only one to whom he specifically entrusted the keys of the kingdom. A foretaste of the kingdom, the transfiguration. From the day Peter confessed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Master began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Peter scorns this prediction, nor do the others understand it any better than he. In this context, the mysterious episode of Jesus' transfiguration takes place on a high mountain before three witnesses chosen by himself. Peter, James, and John. Jesus' face and clothes become dazzling with light, and Moses and Elijah appear, speaking of his departure, which he was to accomplish at Jerusalem.
A cloud covers him, and a voice from heaven says, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. For a moment Jesus discloses his divine glory, confirming Peter's confession. He also reveals that he will have to go by the way of the cross at Jerusalem in order to enter into his glory. Moses and Elijah had seen God's glory on the mountain. The law and the prophets had announced the Messiah's sufferings. Christ's passion is the will of the Father. The Son acts as God's servant. The cloud indicates the presence of the Holy Spirit. The whole Trinity appeared, the Father in the voice, the Son in the man, the Spirit in the shining cloud. You were transfigured on the mountain, and your disciples, as much as they were capable of it, beheld your glory, O Christ our God, so that when they should see you crucified, they would understand that your passion was voluntary, and proclaim to the world that you truly are the splendor of the Father. On the threshold of the public life, the baptism. On the threshold of the Passover, the transfiguration. Jesus' baptism proclaimed the mystery of the first regeneration, namely, our baptism. The transfiguration is the sacrament of the second regeneration, our own resurrection. From now on we share in the Lord's resurrection through the Spirit who acts in the sacraments of the body of Christ. The transfiguration gives us a foretaste of Christ's glorious coming, when he will change our lowly body to be like his glorious body. But it also recalls that it is through many persecutions that we must enter the kingdom of God. Peter did not yet understand this when he wanted to remain with Christ on the mountain. It has been reserved for you, Peter, but for after death. For now, Jesus says, Go down to toil on earth, to serve on earth, to be scorned and crucified on earth. Life goes down to be killed. Bread goes down to suffer hunger. The way goes down to be exhausted on his journey. The spring goes down to suffer thirst. And you refuse to suffer? Jesus' Ascent to Jerusalem When the days grew near for him to be taken up, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. By this decision he indicated that he was going up to Jerusalem prepared to die there. Three times he had announced his passion and resurrection. Now, heading toward Jerusalem, Jesus says, It cannot be that a prophet should perish away from Jerusalem. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.